Welcome to the Back on Track Fitness Podcast, where we answer the tough questions on running, weightlifting, and general fitness. Hosted by Dr. Cameron Dennis and Dr. Eric May, physical therapists. Be sure to check us out at backontracktherapy.com for training programs and other resources. Now, let's get to the show. Hello, hello, hello. It's Cameron Dennis. Uh, doctor of physical therapy and running specialist with Back on Track Therapy and Wellness, and I'm going to be doing a Q&A today. So in the Running Injury Support Group, we occasionally will do what we call a Q&A, um, Ask Me Anything. It's like uh, basically any questions that you have, we're going to go ahead and try and give our response, at least uh, best answer that we can. You know, it's not always going to be a uh, perfect answer. You know, we're, we're just going to do our best to see, you know, if we can help you guys out a little bit here. But uh, um, so let's just get right into it. We're going to talk a little bit today about Achilles tendinopathy, plantar fasciitis, um, some hip injuries, IT bands. Sounds like we got a lot of different things going on. A lot of IT band stuff, um, facet joint impingement I'm reading, uh, piriformis. So I guess we'll just go right through it here. Um, and then, if, of course, if you guys have additional questions after this, um, feel free to message me and we'll talk about it. Um, but why don't we just get right into it here. So Brenda Faye says, I am struggling with saying no to something I am not trained for. Do I toe the line at a 100 miler in two months or not? Good question, Brenda. Uh, I guess I'm no expert in ultra running, but what I can tell you is this. Uh, you better know if you're ready <laughs> for doing a hundred miler. Um, I would say if you are not trained for it, you haven't intentionally been training for a hundred miler, um, you know, or if you haven't even done a 50 miler or at very least a 50 K, uh, I would say probably not a good idea um, unless you want to either drop out or have some type of serious injury. But, you know, I don't know exactly how you're performing right now. So if you've already done one before and you know exactly what to expect, then I would say it comes down to um, knowing your body and knowing if you're ready for it or not. But uh, don't let um, peer pressure and um, fear of missing out to, uh, get you hurt. Um, so uh, hopefully that helps. So Darcy says, uh, Darcy Giovan, uh, Giovan. Uh, says, I am not tech savvy. I don't take my phone in the long runs, but I love to start listening to podcasts during this time. Is there an app I can get for my Apple Watch to listen? Uh, don't really know. Um, I always listened to um, Spotify through my phone. And then, um, how did I do that? I don't know. There's um, there's some way to listen to music. I'm not sure about podcasts, but I would be surprised if there wasn't. Um, let me look into that for you, Darcy. Sorry, I don't know. Um, but for those who don't, uh, for those who aren't aware, this podcast is available on Apple, um, iTunes Music, and uh, Spotify, Google Play, pretty much anywhere you can get podcasts. So let's move on. Mary Sketch says, three months into a hip injury, doctors and PTs still can't really seem to figure it out. Erg. So ready to be back running. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not sure there's a question in there, Mary, but that's okay. Um, I would say 
if uh, they can't figure it out. You know, sometimes, sometimes, uh, and, and there's going to be people who disagree with me on this, but sometimes the diagnosis, the exact diagnosis of the the structure that's that's kind of um, causing the issue isn't necessarily necessary to have you um, to treat it. So a lot of times, um, if we just know what aggravates it and we know what makes it feel better, um, we can use those things to help us build back up um, as long as we're using smart training progression. So like you're starting slow and building up slowly and listening to your body. Um, sometimes in, in severe cases, though, if it's not just like an ache or something, you know, something um, little, um, like if it's actual structural damage, sometimes um, it is helpful to know. So if you haven't, um, if the people that you've been to see can't figure it out, I would move on, try to find someone who can figure it out. Um, so hopefully that helps, um, but just hang in there because there's a lot of people here who, you know, for years maybe didn't know what it was, what was causing their issue and uh, ended up still getting able back to running, um, you know, just by trying different things and seeing what works for you. So I encourage you to keep your head up and just keep on pushing through here, okay? And and just know that you're not alone. There's so many people in here in this, in the running injury support group and in the running world in general, um, in the athletic world, who are dealing with injuries that, you know, just are difficult to um, identify. So... Hang in there. Uh, so next question, Stephen Green says Achilles tendonitis and plantar fasciitis and got quite a few likes and hearts on his post there. So sounds like um, people really want to know what's going on here. sounds like it's a pretty common issue as we already know that plantar fasciitis is so common um, as is Achilles tendinopathy. Maybe not as common as plantar fasciitis, but... Um, so it sounds like maybe you're dealing with both. I'm not 100% sure, but um, my question would be, well, I guess you say, how, how do you recommend getting back into running after these types of issues? Um, it's, that's, that's a very tough question. Um, that's like saying, um, how do I get healthy from having the flu? You know, well, it's it's hard to say. It depends on, and I guess that's maybe even more complicated than how to get, you know, back to something from the flu because that's something that typically gets better on its own, or you know, it's the, the cause is usually pretty common. But um, these types of things, there could be a, a bunch of different issues that cause the problem. So, what I would say is uh, finding out, you know, getting an analysis of of several different things. So mobility and strength are always going to be um, big things that I like to um, have my runners go through an assessment for, to see if there's any areas that really are sticking out, you know, in terms of, you know, maybe there's, you know, you're strong all around, but all of a sudden, you know, you have a muscle group that's a little bit weaker um, and it might be affecting the way that you run and the way that you, you, that you live. So finding out that is just one piece of the puzzle. Um, the other pieces, you know, there's so many pieces, but you know, I guess the other ones would be uh, running shoes. You know, have you tried different running shoes? You know, is this a problem you've had for a long period of time? You know, um, what makes it better? What makes it worse? You know, it's hard to know 
But what I would suggest is you're saying, how do you recommend getting back into running after these types of issues? Um, first off would be um, bringing down the sensitivity. So making it less painful from like normal everyday activities would be step number one. So whether that's through physical therapy or chiropractic or what have you, um, ice or doing some sort of uh, self-treatment, you know, whether that's going through one of our programs or, you know, any, any sort of self-treatment, I suppose, for your injury um, to bring the pain down with normal everyday activities. And then the next step would be um, building up your strength and building up your tolerance to loads that are similar to running. So like I always do strict strength training, strict S-T-R-I-C-T strength training, which essentially uh, I'm just talking about squats, deadlifts, um, the sort of the core lifts, um, making sure that your body can handle those loads. And then we start building up um, plyometrics. Okay, so uh, that will, and sometimes that, that includes um, doing just plyometrics like jump rope um, or like hops or jumps, uh, step ups, or, or sorry, box jumps, I mean, um, but sometimes it, you know, in, in, in combination with, uh, uh, a walk to run program can be effective, but essentially you want to gradually introduce those loads back into your body, um, after you're able to tolerate everyday activities a little bit better, but make sure that you're addressing your diet, your stress, your, um, strength, mobility, your running shoes, um, at the same time, because if you're not doing those things and one of those was actually really one of the um, bigger contributors of your issue, um, then I would say you're going to go right back to the way you were. In my opinion, I think um, most running injuries are caused by um, doing too much too soon. So if you can avoid doing too much too soon and ramping up your mileage too much, um, doing too many races too close together without adequate rest, um, then, you know, that'll help reduce your risk of having these things reoccur. So hopefully that helps. Um, we do have a foot and ankle course. So if you're interested in doing a little bit of self-led um, self-treatment for your uh, Achilles issue and your plantar fasciitis, let me know. And, or you can check it out on backontracktherapy.com. So... Let's go to the next question here. Uh, Natalie Rogers says piriformis and IT bands. So that's another very broad, <laughs> that's a very broad topic. Um, so Natalie says uh, how to help it. Got physio exercises and strengthening that I'm doing. So if you are dealing with this, um, if you are dealing, you are doing getting phys physical therapy, um, you know, I think that is going to be a good place to start. Um, you know, if, if we're talking about how to get back to running, I would just refer to the post, the, 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 the question prior when I was talking about how to get back to running from an injury, um, specific, um, specifically the piriformis and IT band, um, you know, it's, it, those are kind of two different structures. They're just structures. They're not even necessarily injuries. Um, piriformis syndrome, um, com what's commonly referred to as piriformis syndrome, 
um, and heavily debated on what's the cause and if it actually exists would be um, tightness in the piriformis, um, excessive use of the piriformis as opposed to muscles, uh, larger muscles who should be doing a job like glutes. Um, you know, so like we talked about in the question prior, you're just going to want to um, back down a little bit, try and do some, um, some whatever treatment that may be to get your pain down in normal everyday activities and then slowly build yourself back up again. Okay, that's that's physical therapy 101. Um, so seven years doctorate um, boiled down into a sentence, that would be it. But, um, so if you have specific questions about um, your particular situation, um, feel free to reach out. Uh, I don't mind getting on the phone with you and talking about that. Uh, Natalie Rogers. Uh, okay, so next question. Um, oh, and I should mention, we also have a hip and knee pain course as well. If you're interested in doing self-treatment for those things, it's at um, backontracktherapy.com also. So Heather Hopper said, torn uh, plantar fascia, left foot, and now what I think is heel spur syndrome on my right foot. It's definitely not plantar fasciitis. Uh, maybe I missed something. I don't know what the question is in that. But let's talk about torn plantar fascia. Um, there can be a lot of causes for that, but uh, I think micro tears are kind of the first thing that happens just from people doing way too much, not enough rest, not enough strength in those muscles that support the arch um, can lead to just breakdown of tissue because they're not able to heal properly um, and essentially eventually um, especially in cases where people have the, the hydrocortisone injections into that area, um, you can get um, more, a little bit more severe tears um, because, you know, this is what a lot of people don't know is that the, uh, the cortisone injections can actually cause um, weakening and breakdown of tendons and of um, the tissues in that area. So essentially what happens is you're stressing those areas, you're stressing those areas, they're not able to heal because you just, you just um, weaken the tissues um, with this cortisone injection. While that might help your pain temporarily, if you return right back to the same things and it's not healed, you're not feeling it, so you're pushing, you're gonna end up with a tear um, or, or you know, some sort of damage. Some people get away with it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't try it. So I'm not sure. Uh, I would get in to see a PT, Heather, if you haven't already. Um, you guys have like a 30-question post here, so not totally sure. But anyway, let's talk about um, the next question here. Rob Ogilvie says, um, perineal uh, tendonitis. I now hurt my left one, so they match. <laughs> so he had it going on on the other side, and now he's got it on his left side. So I, I do know that you are one that uses the, um, the minimalist shoes. Um, you know, I don't know if somehow that's connected. It could be, and depending on what surface you're running on and how, how much you're progressing your mileage. Um, but uh, once again, like just having just if we're just talking generally about these injuries, you know, 
it's the same, same as a lot of the other ones we're talking about, just too much too soon in a lot of cases. Um, if you back off your mileage a little bit, a lot of times that'll help, or if you add some cross-training in there. Um, but uh, as always, it's going to be best to go see a PT. So um, if you want, uh, if you have particular questions, you know, you can get on the phone with me, Rob. I know we've talked before. So let's move on. Sylvia McGoldrick says, IT band and recurrent low back issues. Those areas are um, very, very common, not just in runners, but in um, everyday people. What I would suggest, and I'm going to say this probably over and over, is getting in to see someone who can assess the issue. Um, because there could be so many things contributing to it. You know, your everything that you're doing from work, um, you know, whether you're standing a lot, sitting a lot, um, the type of shoes that you're wearing, even when you're not running, um, you know, whatever you're doing for work, you know, what you're, the way that you sleep, um, the way that you stand, it could be so many different things, you know, it could have been something that happened a long time ago that led to you being sort of afraid to move through your low back. And so you've, those muscles have become weak and tightened. You just need to, you know, get back into things. Um, so it's hard to say, Sylvia, you know, those are, you know, there's so many things that could contribute to those issues. I would definitely recommend getting in to see someone who can help you figure out what's going on there. So Michelle Savula, Savula, I'm not sure. Sorry if I just, just destroyed your name there. But she says, um, facet joint impingement. Um, if I'm not sure if you know for sure that's what's going on. If you have like facet joint issues in your back, for sure. Um, a lot of times just doing some um, mobility work, some, um, some strength work can help. But uh, like any other injury... Um, best to see somebody to figure out what's what's actually going on there um, to get like a, a, a good assessment. A lot of times a chiropractor will, will be able to do this kind of thing. Um, a physical therapist does the same exact. Um, they do an assessment also. So get in to see one of those guys is what I would suggest, Michelle. Um, so James Potmeyer says, what exercises are best to heal a torn medial meniscus as quick as possible? Uh, it's a good question it, it, because exercises aren't necessarily what heals the, the meniscus. Um, the body heals the meniscus. The exercises can help strengthen the area to allow you to feel more comfortable with putting loads through that body. And what I would suggest, uh, in issues like this, especially, when you have a torn meniscus or some sort of physical damage, um, there's no, like, I couldn't give you like five exercises to say, yes, go ahead and do these. You know, we need to figure out what your body tolerates, James. Um, we need to figure out what led to the medial meniscus tear, whether it was something, um, something abrupt, like some, maybe you twisted your, your knee or something, or you landed funny or you slipped in the rain. Who knows, you know, it could have been a lot of different things, but some folks need surgery for medial meniscus tears. Um, some don't. So I would maybe get in to see someone um, like we talked about with some of these other people. But essentially, eventually, 
what you're going to end up doing is is um, hip and uh, so hip strengthening exercises. So obviously um, the glutes, the uh, hamstrings, the uh, hip flexors, the quads, calf muscles. I mean, all the muscles around it, you're going to want to keep strong. You're going to want to strengthen those eventually. But I can't give you like a list of exercises because, um, well, essentially one, because of um, I don't know what your symptoms are like. I don't know what aggravates it. I don't know how, where the tear is. I don't know so many different things. You know, it's, it's like, that's when you get in to see somebody so they can do that assessment to help you determine that and then guide you along the process. So, um, sorry, I couldn't give you any more specific answers. We have a lot of people, um, on this Q and a who, who are, um, who really, I think just need to get in to see someone to do an assessment. Um, we do coaching, um, we do uh, online consulting calls to help guide you in the right direction to say, yes, you need to go see someone. Um, you know, we'll talk about what's what's caused it, what hurts, what doesn't hurt. And then we'll say, OK, I think maybe doing um, you might be safe to start some exercise or not, you know, or maybe you need to get in to see an ortho. You should go see a PT, you know, um, but it's just a, a consultation call. So if it's something you're interested in, any of you guys who are dealing with current injuries, um, let me know. Uh, send me a message on Facebook and we can get you scheduled. But uh, Amy Stevens says, how can I tell if pain or discomfort during or after a run is just a minor niggle or the start of something more serious? I'm terrified of re-injury. I want to get back to my pre-injury running schedule so bad. And a lot of people sound like they... Um, are kind of in the same situation where they're afraid of re-injury. Um, you know, you're afraid every little pain is going to cause some type of injury, but here's what I usually suggest. If, if you have pain that is a five or above four to five or above, um, then you probably need to back off. You need to reduce your volume, maybe reduce your intensity, maybe even do some cross training. Um, if running every time is causing it to do that, you need to be going to see someone, a physical therapist. Um, if it's just a little bit of an ache and it goes away within a couple hours, you know, at, at most within 24 hours, that's when I would say you're probably okay. As long as it's not getting worse every time that you run. Um, typically a niggle, um, N I G G L E. Um, and that's funny because there's a lot of people who don't know that word, so they're going to think that's funny, but, uh, a niggle, just like a little twinge or something little will go away pretty much on its own. Um, or if you just kind of give it time to heal, um, but you'll just have to listen to your body. And, and if you do something that makes it, you know, that ramp up that pain, then maybe I would, I would, uh either do something different temporarily, you know, so if say running up hills causes you to have a little bit of hamstring pain and it happens every time you're going up a hill, um, maybe you need to, um, do fewer hills and sort of build up to that. Um, there's other things that we can talk about in terms of what is required to get up hills, for example, but, um, I would suggest, uh, just listening to your body. Don't panic if you have a little bit of pain. Um, 
you know, if it's just a little bit of pain and it goes away on its own in a couple hours to within 24 hours, I would say you're probably okay. And I know that you have a history, Amy, of um, sort of repeated injuries, but I promise you, if you follow smart training principles um, and you listen to your body, um, you're going to reduce your risk of that re-injury. Um, so I would just, you know, if you have questions about it, just feel free to reach out. Okay. Next, Karen Zaw. Man, I need to just <laughs> get better at pronouncing the last names. Karen Zawislak says, Piriformis. It's a tough question. <laughs> you want me to talk about the piriformis? Okay. It's a rotator of the hip internal or external rotator of the hip, depending on the position of your hip. Uh, however, it does, um, sciatic nerve runs underneath it. Sometimes it runs through it in certain, a certain percentage of the population. Uh, I don't know. It, it's sort of halfway between your PSIS and, uh, your, which is a part of your, um, your hip there, and you can Google that, P-S-I-S, and your um, hip bone there on the side, where you can feel it if you just push on the side of your hip, sort of in the middle there. If you have pain or tenderness, or it feels like you got like a hot dog or like a mini hot dog or something, like running across your hip back there, I know that's a weird sort of analogy, but it really does feel swollen if, if it's inflamed, you can actually feel it. But... Uh, Essentially, you want to uh, avoid things that make it worse, right? Like we talked about temporarily, avoid things that are making it worse. Um, doing hip strengthening, knee strengthening, calf strengthening can help. But uh, get in to see a PT if I was you, um, especially if you want to return to running. Uh, and uh, once again, I would suggest getting in to see someone who actually understands running injuries. Because uh, not all PTs are born, they're built the same. So um, they should be able to help you get back to pain-free. Um, most, if not all, PTs should be able to get you to, um, you know, improved pain. So less pain and better performance of like daily activities. But in terms of getting to higher level activities, you really want to seek someone out who is familiar with running injuries um, and returning to uh, runners to uh, running. So... Uh, sorry, I couldn't give you more specific answer, uh, Karen, but uh, let me know how, if you have any specific questions. So last question. Uh, Chris White says, Achilles insertion area, two years now. So he says, chronic pain, MRI, CT, X-ray, ultrasound, TD, two DOs, one orthopedic surgeon, and three PTs. Only theory is that I pronate too much. Despite support, it won't go away. The chronic bruising around the insertion. Gave up all physical activity for 18 months. Finally, back in January, I said, screw it, because I couldn't be pent up anymore. Hurts like hell, but at least I have fun now. Yikes. And actually, Chris, Chris just posted this 10 minutes, 20 minutes ago. Interesting. Actually, probably since we started this podcast. How funny is that? Um, okay, Chris, that's a good question. Uh, Achilles tendinopathy is tricky it's uh it's 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 probably i would i hate to i don't say anything definitive or i don't like to say anything definitive with people that i haven't assessed myself 
Um, but I don't know that overpronating is going to be the biggest cause of this 